And we're back. Welcome to a very sanitized episode of Smells Like Radio. And I'm feeling good. You know, I feel pretty good. My diet is, you know, it's, I'm going to say 70% frozen pizza, maybe 30% Pop-Tarts. Uh, a snack that I didn't even know they were still making. Uh, but now it's a staple in my diet. So feeling pretty good. We're doing good. We're doing fine over here. Come on. I mean, it's a national crisis, but it's a global health concern. But, I mean, you know, we got frozen pizzas. We're doing fine. Come on. Are we doing fine? Are we good? Are, are we okay? Are you okay? Are we doing good? We're doing fine. We're good. We're doing good. We're good? Are we good? Are we good here? Are we good? Are you doing fine? We're fine. We're fine. Come on. Are you okay? That's basically my text threads nowadays. Hey, are you good? No, but are you okay? The whole world has gone topsy-turvy, my God. Uh, I will say something Something you, you may have missed on if you're listening uh, outside of the New York area. At the beginning of March, maybe like the end of the first week, they passed um, a ban on plastic bags. No more plastic bags, you scoundrel fucks. No more bags for you. Not on our dime. So uh, you go to a grocery store. Some bodegas. You know, if you're cool with the bodega guys, they'll still hook it up for you. You know what I mean? But you go to a grocery store and they won't give you uh, a bag. You have to like bring your own bag. Or if you go to like Target and you like pay for a bag, right? And I, I, I bring this up because people have been forgetting. And so like the first week or two into quarantine, it looked, if you looked outside, because we live... Um, across the street from a grocery store. So from the window, we, it just it looks like people are looting the grocery store because they're coming out of the grocery store with it. You know, like clearly they forgot a bag. And so they just have to hand carry all their items. So it's just people leaving the grocery store with like a chest full of Chef Borardee raviolis. And it's, it's pretty funny. We can call it now from the window. Me and my roommates are like, oh, forgot a bag. And then sure enough, five minutes later, she's just like, juggling produce in the middle of the street um back that that was back when we thought that was going to be the biggest hurdle in our lives for this spring <laughs> the big the big plastic bag hurdle that we were going to have to figure out a way <laughs> how will we do it how will we overcome going to the grocery store has has just become so traumatic every trip to the store is more traumatic than the last I remember the first time I went to a Target during all this. I felt fine. Like, I was like, yeah, just, you know, safety precautions. I feel, you know, I'm healthy. It's just for other people. Make sure we're all in this together. If people are feeling fine, it's a good time for content online. You know, I was, like, real positive about it. And I went to a Target, and it was, like, chaos, dude. It, it was it was everything but fistfights. Do you know what I mean? It was, like, people arguing with each other, people yelling at Target employees, People like riding around on those little electric wheelchair things that clearly didn't need it. You know what I mean? They're just looking for a fast escape. And I don't blame them. But it was like shelves empty. Like not, not only like empty, but like off the hinges. It was so traumatic. Like trying to leave leave the target feeling good about the world was, ooh, that was a hard, that was a hard realization. Welcome to the actual reality. Of course, now going to the grocery store is a whole different situation. Now it now now it feels like I'm going to go rob the store, because the the government has 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 suggested 
if you can't get a mask, that you use a bandana. So me and the girl will go to the, you know, suit up to go to the dollar store looking like a, we're about to run a full-blown heist <laughs> in a red bandana and a ski mask. It feels weird. It feels weird waiting in line in a ski mask at a store, <laughs> you know? You get up to the counter and you guys are like, do you, have, do you have Apple Pay? Do you, do you guys do Apple Pay? I've tried to contactless payment in a red bandana. <laughs> oh, boy. I'll tell you, I was editing in the park this episode, and uh, this is before they were like, don't go to the park. Uh, so I was out there editing. I ran into a friend, and he was with two girls. And I think we scared those ladies because, like, I... I was like so energetic and I was so ecstatic to like see a friend in the wild that I was like, oh my God, I was like talking and sound effects and stuff. And they were like, are you okay? I was like, I just, it's been a while since I've <laughs> talked to people. You know, I had one of those moments live and now I'm having one on the podcast. So my poor roommates, I, it reminds me of when at my first apartment, you know, when I was like a teenager and we would just play video games for hours and then you have all this like energy that builds up and you have nowhere to put it. So you just go into the living room and you just start doing karate and weird shit. Because you just have like, you're just bubbling with energy. That's, that's, what it, that's what the vibe has been like. It's a lot of weird, goofy sound effects coming out of my room. I'll, I'll admit that. Um, but otherwise, we're fine. We're good. Are you good? I feel fine. I feel, <gasps> I feel fine. Feeling good over here. I'm feeling good over here. I will say, though, with the things going the way they are, we have entered probably the best time I've experienced in my adult life for graffiti. It's amazing out there because it is so barren. The streets are like a ghost town, which is unnerving. But if you're looking to get some tags up, now is the time. This is your time to shine. I can't wait until the quarantine is lifted and you go back out into the world and there's just like tons of new graffiti tons because dude at 9 p.m ghost town even at 3 p.m it's a ghost town so if you're like me and you like putting stickers up and you appreciate the street arts that is one silver lining of all this is that you know should there be a society at the end of this tunnel it's going to be colorful okay my guest this week now, this is going to be a strange episode, as you can already tell. Um, this interview we did at the very beginning of March, when everything was fine. We were doing good. There was a good, there was a nice sunny day. I even recorded this episode. I did a park cast. Not a park cast, a garden cast. My guest for this episode is comedian Kofi Thomas. Hilarious comedian. He's really uh, one of the comics that I admire the most for his DIY spirit. This guy embodies DIY. He's thrown music festivals in his apartment. Uh, this is back in Boston. This is how we know each other. He's doing uh, Auntie's House, which is a comedy event. It's like more than a comedy show. There's music there. It's like a house party. It's a whole, it's a whole experience. Um, definitely worth checking out. I'll let him tell you about it because we do talk about it in the podcast but the main reason we got together is to talk about his good life garden in Bushwick. Man, Kofi renovated a garden in this block in Bushwick that had long been forgotten about. Not only forgotten about, abandoned and fallen into 
disarray. So this, this area, I don't want to give away too much of his story, but I found this particularly interesting. This area was referred to as the cemetery. He renovated a joint called the cemetery. Man, oh man, you can only imagine what kind of heinous things were happening if the nickname is the cemetery. And so he took the cemetery and gave it life. Hello, brought life back to the garden, the good life garden. This is a garden that donates produce, okay? They've built wheelchair accessible lanes. They have raised beds for the elderly, which live, there's an old folks home that's right across the street. They, there's a women's shelter on the other side that they give food away to. It's, the name couldn't be truer. I really respect the efforts and the project, and I wanted to go check it out. So we did. We got together at the garden, sat down at the bench, and, uh, you know, recorded the damn thing. And uh, this, this interview is kind of about that process, and uh, the garden itself is now, I mean, you go see it now, and it looks like this is, this is just meant to be on this corner. It's, it's so colorful. It's so lively. Even while we were recording, people were, like, coming in and out of the garden. He's, like, talking to him, hey, what's up? You know what I mean? It was, uh, it, was, it was a great experience, and he's doing a lot over there. It was fantastic. It was really, it was really nice going there, dude. It seems, it seems crazy that that was this month because things have shifted so far in the other direction in just a couple weeks. But it was a great talk, and we got into a lot of stuff. He's just back from Puerto Rico. I mean, he's, he's, he's everywhere. He's doing everything. And uh, on top of it, he's funny, too. And you see, usually when I record a park cast, as I call them, or a, in this case, a garden cast, any kind of interview on location outdoors, usually I put in some effort to uh, minimize the background noise so it's audible. But while I was editing this episode, I became so sentimental of the hum in the background, the soundscape. You're going to hear, you're going to hear the Brooklyn soundtrack in the background. And that's what I love. I love that as there's a siren, you probably can't hear it with, on this mic, but there's a siren passing right now. How funny is that? I wanted to leave some of it in because legitimately um, it, I became like sentimental. Like, oh yeah, the bustling city. Because it is, it is very much shut down at this point. So hearing the hustle bustle really did something for me. And there's even a couple bird chirps in there. Guys, we got a nice little bird chirp in the garden. I missed the hustle bustle, so I kept some of the stuff in there. Obviously, I did a little bit of editing to make it audible, of course. And then obviously, there's some stuff that I couldn't take out that I would have liked to take out, like this garden is right by the J train, which is probably the loudest train in New York City. Um, So you may hear some sirens, you may hear some trucks coming and going, you may hear some banter or some birds in the background. All right, I'm going to get out of the way, and I'm going to get this interlude to you prepping you for this interview because it's a good one here on a quarantine episode of smells like radio
Thank you <coughs> for calling the CDC. Please hold. And now, a word from our sponsor. This weekend, it's the somewhat annual Just Drapes sale. At Just Drapes, we've got drapes for every occasion. Birthdays, quinceañeras, bar mitzvahs, bat mitzvahs, castles, that room in Nana's house you're not allowed in. It's the somewhat annual Just Drapes sale. We do not sell curtains. We do have a small selection of shutters. It's all for the kids, man. This shit for the kids. For the little children. Well, welcome to the show. Ah, see, see, bienvenidos, amigo. Yeah, this is a this is a good vibe, man. We're sitting on the bench. The sun is shining. Had to do it in the garden. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Had to. Uh, yeah, paint a little uh, picture for folks. We are sitting in the Good Life Garden, uh, garden in Bushwick, uh, roughly thirteen thousand square feet, with tons of raised beds, a stage, uh, pavilion. Uh, right now, it's early, uh, early in spring, so. Uh, little buds are just starting to pop up. I was gonna say, first couple of days, I would say. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but things are smelling nice. Things are starting to starting to look green. There are buds on the trees. Certainly is. Yeah, it's hard to tell if there's more paint or or herbs in this garden. Mm. It's a lot of color. There is a whole lot of color. I love it. Yeah, yeah. When we were uh, uh, thinking about how to how to design and decorate place, I really wanted to go for Caribbean colors. Yeah, I went for that. I wanted to be be pretty clear about our, our vibe and our style out here yeah yeah you were telling uh we we were talking before we hopped on mic about the uh the community in the area a lot of a lot of salsa music yeah yeah this is uh we are in, like right on the border of bushwick and bedstuy uh so we got a really large uh latin american population pretty big black population so we play uh a lot of salsa uh some old school r&b soul music really the the uh, the jams that get the get the aunties and uncles dancing that's right yeah when i walked up and you were working on the stump over there the vibe was alive for sure yeah 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 we don't uh we're not very quiet over here no 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 so uh kofi welcome back you were just uh traveling you were in puerto rico right yeah yeah see see i was in puerto rico for almost the entire month of february oh yeah dude yeah bro perfect timing it's like i i don't do well personally uh in uh new york winters you know what i'm saying it's i got uh west indian blood in me and my body does not adapt well uh yeah it's true uh, boston i know we know each other from boston days right, and right, i remember in right. the winter yeah. it was just, i would lose half my friends oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> you didn't you see lose, anybody yeah <laughs> whatever friends you have going into winter that's all you're gonna have you'll yeah. meet nobody new no. i guarantee it yeah uh, through January and February, and so I got really tired of uh, that uh, that depressing isolation, and I wanted to go to Puerto Rico for a while. And I had a really good reason because I had one of my neighbors from another garden. Uh, his family has a family home down there, and the earthquake had just hit the south of Puerto Rico, and I wanted to go down there and see if I could uh, help out a little bit. And so that was enough motivation to get me up and get a plane ticket and go down there. Yes, dude. Yeah. All around do-gooder. Hey, man, I don't like to get bored. 
No, of yeah. course not. No, no, no. I like to stay busy. Yeah. So now you're now you're back and uh, tending to the garden. And yeah. what a garden! Right. It's my second day. Uh, well, second day back into back into this garden. I've been in basically an ent- a giant garden. Puerto Rico feels like a giant garden. Is it really? Oh uh, yeah. Everything. I've never been. Everything is green. I. If you haven't been to Puerto Rico, go. Like, as soon as this podcast is over, yeah. buy, <laughs> buy a ticket. Yes. I guarantee you'll have an amazing time. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, if you haven't been to, to Puerto Rico, definitely go. And the, the everything there, affordable, and the people there, beautiful, nice, welcoming, all that. Amazing. Yeah. Well, welcome back. Hopefully it was a fruitful trip. Gracias. See, sí. Yeah, no, I learned, I learned a whole lot, for Good. sure. Like, That's I'm, beautiful. Yeah, taking a lot of the culture um back here going to you know you know when you travel a bit you gain some perspective on how you've been living your life yes uh how you treat the people uh and the the kind of the way you want to move uh through this world so yeah perspective got to be that's fuel for comedy oh yeah yeah. Um, among other things of course but uh that is that is the sustaining force yeah yeah Yeah, exactly yeah you've got to be able to See things from different angles. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad you're back. And I know the garden is glad to have you back as well. Yeah, yeah, happy to be back for sure. Did I read, is this is this right? Did I read that, that you guys, uh, was it last year, gave uh, over a thousand pounds of produce away? Yeah. Holy cow, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, uh, we grow a lot of food out here. And we give, I know I'd say probably 90% of it, 95% away. Like oh, we man. eat some, then the rest of it. It's all goes to, we have kind of like a priority chart in my head where we do like, uh, there's seniors at the home across the way. We got a woman's shelter on the corner. Mm. So like they get first, obviously picks. And then other than that, like volunteers will come by and people just walking by, like people will like pull up with a bag. Oh, really? Yeah, you just throw, you know, oh, come fun. in, pick some, pick some tomatoes, some squash, you know. Cool. Keep moving. Yeah, it's a, we have, it's a very, uh, very decentralized uh model and for a reason we really wanted to address the uh lack of access to healthy food around there just across the street we have uh what uh, like a retirement community old folks home yeah yeah senior home i think over with over uh, 100 apartments in there so yeah so it's you know there's definitely a lot and the street has you know more seniors so there's a lot of people you know 65 and over um within a short walk from this garden and for people 65 and up you know we kind of get caught up in our lives being like quote-unquote young in new york so we're going out to bars we're going to comedy shows you know i'm going to go see live music but if you're 65 and up like you're not going anywhere for the most part the subway's got to be such a daunting yeah i'm scared of the subway and i'm six one and i'm I'm frightened yeah yeah so they don't you know so they're so things that are in their uh, like sphere of walking mm-hmm. is like eighty percent of like their life. Yeah. So, yeah, it's important to have this be a be a positive spot. Yeah, especially where we're sitting now is kind of you, you were mentioning kind of like the wheelchair portion. You yeah. have raised garden beds uh, with them in mind. Right, right. So they don't have to bend over. Yeah, a lot of things that we design here are designed with with them in mind. So really, it's what it's uh, what it's for. It's got to be in service of the community. You know, it's a community garden. So I understand uh, you were largely the you were the leading force in the renovations here because this is this is somewhat new this is two three years renovated yeah yeah yeah. two years and we started 
started in the winter of you started 20, in the winter, dude. Yeah, 2017. Oh my god. Yeah, it was it was rough. That's a hard project to take on in the winter. Dude. Yeah, well, it was uh, it was myself and a couple other people who are, I'd say, uh, equally if not crazier than me. Okay. Uh, nice. Yeah, that's is, a great squad. Yeah, which is what you know something I'm learning in in uh, uh, in my years that like. When you want to get like some real wild shit done, yeah, dude. like it takes some crazy people. Yeah, that's always who like leads like revolutions. Yeah, it's a few folks who are like crazy enough to like to see like obstacles and be like, ah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, the finish line is is everything, and yeah, and to have that, and you know, and, you know, to, you know, drive parallel with comedy, where like you just believe in something so much that it's like no matter what anybody says, like it doesn't slow you down, doesn't stop you, like even when you, you know that whatever that like belief you have in like a joke yeah we're like i'm going to figure this joke out yeah people are like you shouldn't even say that in public right (laughs) yeah they look at you weird like why did you think of that yeah yeah maybe you're messed up yeah (laughs) like no no there's something funny in here yeah for sure right that yeah that belief and that drive you know you gotta the crazy folks have it that real really determined and to to a point of where you look crazy to other people because they can't see it right yeah, that's good. I'm I'm glad you were able to link up, or you guys found each other, or however it came to be. Yeah. But uh, w- during, so you showed me the photo of what it looked like when you first found it. Right. Um, w- d- during renovations, I gotta imagine. Did you did you find anything crazy in here? Well, it was. I mean, I know crazy is kind of like a subjective yeah. word, but. Yeah, I think I think the what was staggering. Oh wait, hold up, train's going by. Yeah. Shout out to the J train. Shout out, dude! Yeah, that J train fucked me up today, dude. <laughs> Yo, it's you gotta be careful with the J train. <laughs> like I, Google was like, "Eh, hey, don't worry about it. You're fine. You get there in 20 minutes. Not a problem." The J train was like, "You better." Yeah, it's like we don't even know Google like that. <laughs> <laughs> Google don't speak for us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like I was saying, oh, to your question about finding finding anything like strange or weird, the thing that was uh, was staggering was the amount of garbage. And uh, and drug paraphernalia and bottles because it was a lot of like just old like broken glass. Uh, and so this spot before we started cleaning it up, and this is from accounts from like all the neighbors. But so the street that we're on, it looks sunny now and bright, mm-hmm. but this street used to be called the cemetery because mm-hmm. um, back in you know 70s, 80s, even the 90s, Bushwick wasn't like the uh, the way it's. Um, you know, marketing now has been this like young hip place. Like it was like you didn't go through Bushwick if you didn't know anybody over there. Right. And this street right here was one of those streets where there was two crack houses on there. Mm. Uh, that big apartment down the road was used to be a brothel. Oh wow. Um, and so this and this spot right here was um, built as a park in maybe like '95, mm. let's say. But it only took about you know maybe like five to ten years before like everybody forgot about it. And so quickly it was taken over by uh, just like some local like shady people. Mm. And then as it became dirty and dirtier, none of the women or children wanted to come in here. So it was just, so yeah. so then it was just obviously because now it's like dark and dangerous. So then it just, that just led to more and more uh, like men hanging out here. And then so soon it was like just men just drinking and passing out all oh, over boy. this place. And so when I first came here, there was, there was like a like a few guys in here like just drinking and hanging out, and then around you can't, uh, but around the outside the garden mm-hmm. used to be uh, like a like a prostitute walk, 
So hookers would just walk back and forth ah, like, looking for Jones. Yes. This was like this was like two years ago. Dang. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been a pretty a pretty drastic change. I was gonna say. Yeah. yeah I I wasn't here for the beginning parts, but like man, oh man, seeing uh, seeing it now, you can, I can't believe it would be anything other than it, it looks like it's you know it was meant to be. Right. That's one of the things too about like spaces. Like we just see a spot that's clean. It's hard to imagine like what used to go down. Just, uh, not only not only the garden, but but there's a whole second half um, that's creative space driven. I imagine there's yeah. a, a stage, there's a, like a circle area with like a pit in the middle and surrounded right. by benches. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were talking earlier. You got some plans for live music on that stage over there. Yeah, so we throw um, a few live shows like every spring and summer, uh, usually like local artists and. Uh, you know, coming from again, a comedy background. And I used to throw shows in Boston, throw shows in New York. And so I... Dude, I remember those shows in Boston. Yeah. That was a wild time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That we, was a lot of fun, man. Yeah, yeah. We really got after it. Um, but with that, I really love to get, like, a lot of folks together and have a real good time. And so when I... When we were cleaning and found that stage over there, I was like, oh, perfect. Like, big stage, wide open area. Yeah. And then so I started reaching out to local artists, you know, musicians who had, like, a... Uh, a sound that I thought would bring like a lot of different people together. Cool. I uh, reached out to them, got them to, you know, just trust me to come by and play. And then, yeah, we ended up having like a few good music festivals. And those then turned into like more musicians hit me up to come by. And now it's a whole thing where like musicians I don't know, like email me like I'm a oh, booker. Wow. Yeah. 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 Um, but it's a, but it's a ton of fun. And I like doing things that are like a little bit different and weird. It's like, you don't, it's not often you go to a uh, to a, you know to a live concert and there's an entire garden behind you. Right. And you just start a lot of times where you go to you know play some collard greens and there's like a yeah, a dude. live band on stage. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're uh, you know we're kind of tripping some folks out out here. Good, 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 good. Keep them confused. Yeah, we like keep it fun. Yes. Yeah, I, I can tell you, I don't like. I don't like things boring. I don't like things like always the same. I don't know that you've ever been anything involved in anything that I would consider boring. No, I don't like routine. Uh, and, and speaking of, you're doing Auntie's House as well. Yeah, yeah. Got the comedy show called Auntie's House. It is a uh, started as a brainchild of myself and Chris Daniels. We're all we're both having a good time, uh, like talking about doing a show. Mm. And I through. It's kind of like exhausting a few bars that we looked at, and I didn't really like any of them because um, they didn't really want to let us throw a party the way we wanted to. Dude, these venues out here are a nightmare to deal with. No, supply and demand. It's because they know, they know that we really want them, you know? Yeah. And so they're able to, uh, to be shitty. Right. They're able to to not pay people well. They're able to yeah. We don't need this. Yeah, they and they and they don't. Yeah. A lot of these bars out here in New York, those bars are already owned by like really rich people. Yeah, they yeah. don't need you to bring in yeah. some more money on a Tuesday night. <laughs> hold on one second. Hold on one second. My yeah, homie no says, hold on, hold on. What up, Dave? Yeah, and we're back. Booyah. We were talking auntie's house. Yeah, right. Auntie's house. Um, yeah, it came from. Dealing with, uh, you know, bar owners in New York. Uh, And I didn't see a bar that could understand our vision for the the show and the experience. 
And so from that, I was just like, well, where do I, what can I do? I don't have to answer to anybody. Mm. I was like, oh, I'll just, you know, I was sitting in my living room, which happens to, you know, just be like a a, a big rectangle. Mm. And I was like, oh, this this looks like the inside of a bar's back room. Uh, so I'm just going to, fuck it. I'm just going to do a hair. Yes. And I told Chris and he was like, all right. So from there, like every show was packed out. To the point where we had to start looking at a venue because, like, the apartment going that, and I think I was starting to really test my neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> I was starting to get some late night texts, like, yeah. Are you guys still partying? I was like, Okay, we go. I was like, Chris, we might have to move this, yeah. You know, once I kind of like broke down, like, what do we really want from a venue that we don't already have? And it's just, it's comedy, so luckily, comedy really you know bare bones like you're you're the entire band right. your voice is the entire band everything you just have a mic some decent lighting and that's your show right so uh you know so we started looking around and chris found a really good just like big uh big empty loft um in bushwick same thing like just from the very first show it was crazy a ton of folks showed up and also it was like the it wasn't something that people they not to mind that a lot of people were doing, where a show where you come in and the show doesn't start right away. It's very black. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you come in it's and party you, first. It's yeah. And then show when the vibe is right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we gonna hang for a bit. Yeah. Like chill out, yeah. relax, mm-hmm. go get a drink. Cause we just and it's, and it's uh, the the inspiration was like when you had like a really like cool like house party growing up, and they'd be just like in the kitchen, but there'd be just a long table mm-hmm. of like drinks and snacks. You know what I mean? So you just chill, hit the table up, make your own shit. So we had that vibe. And then people come into a space they don't know and they're always confused for a bit. So you got to like really get right in their face. Yeah. Like, hey, what up? Welcome. Go ahead and make up a drink. Then they hesitate because yeah. the, that doesn't happen at any of the comedy <laughs> show. Yeah, they're not, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then they finally start warming up. And then once they do it, then that shit catches on. Then everybody's, you know, making drinks. And then what's what I, uh, you know, what's really... Uh, unique about the show is that people start talking to each other like before the show starts right uh, which is something that doesn't happen at a lot of shows where your shows you like come in you sit down with, with either with yourself or who you came with shoulder to shoulder yeah no no eye contact with nobody yeah. else straight on the phone right yeah. and then once that show ends lights up everybody leaves yeah but our shows you come in you chill you get loose you get comfortable beforehand comedians come in rock it out and everybody's already in a good mood because you got a drink you know you realize that the you can kind of let your guard down relax it's a house party then the comedians come up to a crowd that's already warm and in the good mood say that's got to be the best yeah best way to start the show is like friends have already been made right yeah people yeah comedians come on stage it's already you know it's already hot mm. they have a good time crowd has a great time and then after the show you know, we got a DJ. Somebody hangs around, like dancing, and just, and then just and it's and then it's, and then it's just a dope hang. You know what I mean, so yeah, it's a and it's a long, like it's an experience, and people don't leave. It's like you know, because it's well, I don't know what you think about most comedy shows that you go in. What's like maybe an hour and a half for a comedy yeah, show? You know, yeah. like our show, it's like five it's a, hours. It's a and, night, yeah. And people are there for the five hours. Like yeah, people yeah. are there and they like don't leave, and it's like yo, it's one in the morning. Yeah, you gotta go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> People still do electric slide, like yeah. <laughs> cool. It's it's different.
Nice. You ever have people like, is this the auntie's house? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the auntie here? I was looking for, uh, so who's auntie? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nice. No, we do, we do get, we do get some auntie jokes. Okay. Uh, yeah. But yeah, but we appreciate, yeah. Also like if you uh, are an old auntie, uh, unspoken rule, but you always get in free. Not. Yeah. Yeah. I would imagine. Got to. It's, it's named after you. Got to show love. Yes. Well, uh, thank you so much for for hopping on mic with me and uh, and taking a minute to uh, to talk the garden in the springtime. Yeah, this has for been great. Sure, garden, comedy, everything, everything growing. If there is anything you'd like to plug, yeah, well, check out you know Auntie Sauce, obviously, uh, and also just look out for uh, the comedy uh, gardens out here in Bushwick. You know, we're pretty easy to find. Oh uh, yeah, other than that, yeah, know, come check out the Good Life Garden. Yeah. And then I just keep an eye out. Obviously, keep listening to the homie, Jeff. Hey, that's me. Well, thanks again, man. For sure, man. Peace. Peace. All righty, that is the show. Thanks for listening. Make sure you hit us with the five stars and follow Kofi on Instagram. Uh, I think that's it. Ian, you want to tell, uh, tell the listeners anything? Why are you still doing a podcast? Why aren't you crying right now? This is insane. No. Sorry about that, guys. He is having a rough time. Just trying to get him on the pod to give him something to do. Just brighten his day. You okay, buddy? Okay, I'm gonna. All right, I'm gonna go check on him. And then the bartender looks at me. And he's pouring the rum and he's looking at me. And I'm like, I don't know what he's waiting for. And he's waiting for me to tell him when to stop pouring.